Hey everybody, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy Walk. Welcome to Hashtag Hey19 here on NRMStreamcast.com. I am so pumped up about today's show. But before we get things kicked off, I want to thank the guys back in the studio, Angel, Dave. Thank you guys again for always doing such a great job. I appreciate you. We love you. You're amazing. I hope you guys are being safe, and I can't wait to see you guys back at the NRM Streamcast Studios. Before I let you know what's going on, who's going to be on my show next, I tell you what, this next show is going to be incredible. But before we do, I want to let everybody know about this special thing that Tim Hortons is going to be doing. Starting May 14th, Tim Hortons is showing appreciation for health care workers and donating to Michigan hospitals on the front line of the battle against COVID-19 with the new United Donut. 100% of the proceeds from the United Donut sales will go to Covenant Healthcare, Mercy Hospital, and Beaumont Health Foundation. Available for a limited time, the United Donut is topped with white fondant and red, white, and blue sprinkles. The United Donut is available at participating U.S. restaurants from May 14th through the 17th for $1.49. Not available on delivery or mobile apps. So everybody, I want to let you know, make sure you go and get one of those incredible United Donuts. They look so cool. I can't wait to get one. And remember... 100% of the proceeds are going to go and help COVID-19 right here in Michigan. Now, everybody knows about COVID-19. Everybody knows about what's going on in schools. Everybody's going crazy. If you're a teacher, if you're a student, if you're a parent, and I have a good friend of mine. I called him up and I said, Brian, I'm like, we need to do a show about distant learning, distance learning. And he's like, hey man, no problem. I'm a teacher. You know this. I'm like, I know. So my buddy, Brian Dalton, are you there, Brian? I'm here, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? Outstanding. I tell you what, this is going to be a great show. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can call in at any time right now at 844-999-9249. I got to say, you know, you have kids, Brian, you are teaching. You are still, you know, you're still working out all the time. How are you keeping it all together? <laughs> uh, just prioritizing. You, know, <laughs> you do what has to get done. Uh, you uh, put first things first and work your way down the line. And, and once uh, you have kind of a, you know, your priorities set, something, you know, our, I always say our to-do list will never be empty. Uh, so I take what's most important, you know, get it done and, and, and fill my day any way that I can. But yeah, you're never going to get it all done. And the sooner that you realize that, you know, probably the more content you're going to be. <laughs> now, now, did you have to get used to this yourself, Brian? I, I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, as a teacher, as a parent, I mean, not only are you teaching all of your, your, your students, but you have kids at home that you're still working with and teaching them as well, correct? Uh, yeah, we have, what do we have? We have, I have a seventh grader, I have a junior in high school, and I have two that are now obviously home from college. 
Um, and, you know, they're all still in one way, shape or form doing some type of schooling. Uh, for the college kids, obviously, it's easier. They're used to that distance type uh, learning within a lot of their classes at, at uh, school or in college. Uh, the high schooler has made the transition uh, decently well, obviously, uh, mom and I can help. Uh, the one that honestly uh, had it the easiest is probably my youngest, and I'm not really sure why. She just seemed to kind of roll with the punches, so to speak, and, and it really hasn't been that big a deal. The, the biggest challenge is uh, staying uh, scheduled or keeping up with what's expected of you with so many different moving pieces. I think that's probably the most challenging thing for any parent and student right now. Brian, um, when I told everybody what today's show is going to be about from 5.30 to 6, let's just, let's just, I'm just going to start asking you a bunch of questions that came in on social media, okay? okay. And, and one of them sure. is, what can, what, what can a parent do? What can a, you know, a parent do to keep their kid focused? One, you know, it, it, it's, you can't tell your kid, or well, I guess you can, to stay, not go to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning, Right. I mean, so do you, does there still have to be a schedule? Well, I can tell you right now in our own household, you know, the schedule's kind of gone out the window. And and honestly, <laughs> you know, if if we were in the same boat at that age, it would be the same thing. So I'm not, I don't push, you know, a schedule too much. My college kids go to bed whenever they want to. My youngest still goes to bed at a, a decent time. What used to be eight o'clock during a normal school week is now pushed to 10 o'clock. Uh, but really that's the, the least of my concerns. Uh, you know, as far as for what parents can do, it, it's all subjective. It's, it's it, what works best for you. To me, it's to make a, you know, the best out of the uh, difficult situation. You know, you look for some silver linings, no matter how bad things are, there's always going to be some good if you look hard enough, you know, the fact that I got my college students home again, uh, that's a silver lining because honestly, I'm getting more time with them than I would have otherwise. Um, and honestly, if you, if, you, if you really narrow it down, if you have your health, you have love, you have food, you have clothing, and you have shelter, you're already well ahead of most of the world anyway. So, you know, kind of put things in perspective. Is it a pain? Yes. Is it difficult? Yes. But all you can do is do the best with what tools you have available to you in your own living situation. Well, Brian, again, you're not only my friend, but you are a professional in this field. And I can't wait for you to answer this next question. And this Hi. one came in again on social media. And that is, how can I keep my child, quote, quote, student motivated? Yeah. All right. Well, that that's a tough one. So... <laughs> Whether it's in the whether it's in the class or not, and regardless of the age, they could be a kindergartner or they could be a senior in college. And I've told I've said this to you before uh, when we were together before. Uh, it's intrinsic or it's impossible if a child or anyone is not intrinsically motivated to do something. It's physiologically and physically impossible. It, it you know you'll have some that do you know play the game and do the work, but unless they're motivated. Uh, you're not going to get the best out of them. Intrinsic motivation is the key. What I would do is make it personal to them. What is the child's, what are some of their interests? If the, if the child or the student is interested in space exploration, well, if they're supposed to be learning the quadratic formula in their math class, then figure out a way that you can show how these math concepts cross over into what they truly are interested in. When you can show them a relevancy to what 
they uh, have in their heart, then they'll see the true meaning of learning. But if you don't make that connection, for some, it's going to be a long, long haul. Okay, Brian. Again, let let's be honest with one another. Okay, not not, I'm, okay. and I'm joking when I when I say that. But there's a lot of parents right now. There's a lot of parents and guardians that are literally they have to learn what they're about to teach because they don't they 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 forgot this stuff that they're that oh, they have to teach their child. So not, they got they're they're YouTubing. They're staying up late to be able to even know what the heck they're talking about. Do you get a lot of that from <laughs> yeah. your parents? Uh. From my standpoint, no, I don't. Uh, they're, you know, I'm not saying that they don't have those challenges in the household. I'm sure they do, but um, it depends. Like you said, you know, you know, you and I had plenty of different teachers and so forth. Everyone's different. Um, I've come to learn that right now. Quite honestly, here I'm gonna, I'll make it simple. In my class, less is more. I'm not trying to get okay. my kids to learn a bunch of new stuff when we're in this situation. Look at it this way, Johnny. If you and I are on a boat and we get thrown out into the middle of the ocean, our first inclination isn't to learn how to swim. Our first inclination at that point is survival. Right now, everyone is playing catch up from the teacher, from the student, from the parent. No one is got all the answers. So don't stress yourself out if you don't know how to do the quadratic formula. Do not stress yourself out if you don't know how to write a compound sentence or whatever the case might be. Because everybody right now is playing catch up. Right now we're in survival mode and that's, and it's okay. You're not supposed to have all the answers. You need to kind of give yourself a little bit of a break is what I'm saying. Brian, this next question came from a student that is at home and this is so great. Um, and, and they wrote, why should I continue to work hard while not technically in school? <laughs> Gee, I, you know what? Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that one before, Johnny. Or the line, uh, what is this going to have to do with me later in life and, and so forth? Yes, I've heard them all. <laughs> I have an easy answer for that. Here we go. To that, that student, no matter what age you are, your answer for why is because life does not stop. Your routine might change. The world around you might be a little bit different. But life does not wait for you. And whether you know it or not, your brain is just like any other muscle in your body. You either use it and keep it vital and healthy, or it's going to become weaker. All those, uh, the brain is amazing. The brain does something that's called neural pruning. That means all the little uh, pathways and synapses that you've created over your years of learning, they will dry up and go away if you don't continue to keep them, you know, igniting on fire. And by doing that, you need to keep learning. You need to keep pushing yourself. Uh, there is no stop button. Therefore, that is why you need to keep doing things, whether you're in a classroom setting or you're in a home setting. I don't care where you are. Learning is always open. I love that. You know, um, anxiety is starting to become uh, even, even, even a bigger term these days. And that is, you know, not only because of the parents, getting anxiety over teaching their kids, mm -hmm. but even the students being around their parents 24 seven, you know, oh, and, yeah. and, and so I guess, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of friends that, that, that have kids and they're like, listen, I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. I mean, I'm sure you as a teacher feel that way every day. So now these parents are going, now I know exactly 
what these teachers go through. Well, what advice can you give these the, these parents? Well, again, uh, I try to you know break things down to their you know the the root issue. First of all, anxiety, you know, and it certainly is serious anxiety, uh, things of that nature. And I'm not diagnosing anything or, or give my my opinion on anxiety. If you can handle it and you don't have you know severe anxiety, is anxiety is when you have worries about things that may or may not happen. So if a parent is given making themselves anxious because they don't know how to teach their child some particular concept, in the end, is it really going to make that big a difference next school year? No. Why? Because we're in the same boat and we know we're going to have a lot of reviewing we need to do. It's, it's the same for everyone, college, high school. They all know. Why do you think colleges are dropping the ACT and SAT? Everyone is making adjustments. So if you're anxious about things, you're taken away from your present moment and joy because you're worrying about things that, you know what, probably aren't going to happen in the first place. If you're going to get walloped by something, it's going to be by something that you don't see coming. So keep that in mind. And if you're feeling guilty about it, that not being able to do that, guilt's just worrying about things that have already happened. And again, those are dead and gone. So I'm not quite sure how those play into your present moment. Both of those take away from your present joy. And even if a parent is going, oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore. I can't take this anymore. You know, to me, let me remind you, parenting is the most difficult yet most rewarding job there is. And it goes so, so fast. So if you got this extra time with your kids in your household, time that you normally wouldn't have, I can tell you what, when they hit 18, you would cherish this moment. Because when that house gets quiet, it's very, very strange. You know, I don't usually do this very often, Brian, and and that is, I know that 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 you just there there was a lot said there, and you 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 gave me goosebumps, and I just oh. love the fact that you're like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. You you as teachers know that you're going to have a lot of review re- reviewing to do next year, or whenever mm-hmm. we get back to school. Yeah, yeah, right. If absolutely. you could. Could, could you literally just, could you take another minute and say what you just said? Because it was beautifully uh, put and you probably don't even remember what exactly you said, well, but it was well, awesome. Well, well, well the, cl- the cliff note version would be, you know, worry about things that matter. Uh, we, we can't change what's going on right now. It's, you know, it's way above our pay grade. All you can do right now is keep your house, uh, in line the best you can. And it's not going to be perfect. And remember that perfection's an illusion. You're never going to have perfect. None of us are. Um, and that's okay. But my big point was like, look for those silver linings. If your kids, even if they're driving you nuts and trust me, my four kids have, they can drive me insane. But the bottom line is they're not always going to be in this house with me. So this is special for me. I don't really don't get this much time with my kids. Uh, and I'm loving it. I'm not saying it's it's perfect. They want to be out. They want to be having fun. But you know what truly matters in the end when they're gone and they're out of my house. My gosh, it's going to be so lonely. So I don't worry about things I can't control. The only thing things I can control is how I react to them and how things are in my own home. So you know, like I said, I would look for those silver linings and truly enjoy the time that you have with your kids because it is it's precious. It really is. Brian, that was beautifully put, and I can't thank you enough. Another question came in, and obviously this is from a parent or guardian, and it says, how much time should each class take? Is it like, is there a time? 
that they that they should you know, spend. Like I said earlier, it's all subjective now. Uh, it that depends on age, ability, class type, their motivation levels. Uh, right now, as with anything, there really is no set rule. I'm sure some parents are seeing their students get tons of work in one class and hardly any in, in another class. Um, but again, everyone right now is in survival mode. Okay, I can't stress that enough. Um, so if you're looking for hard numbers, if you're working with your kids, um, in a traditional school setting, they used to do like the 10 minute rule. And what that means is if you have a first grade student, then they should have no more than like 10 minutes of work per night back at home. Now that they're home all day long, I suppose, yeah, you could extend it a little bit, but that's the only concrete numbers I can give. So if you have a sixth grader, yeah, they could be doing an hour of work a night you know, 60 minutes. So that 10 minute rule, and when they get up older into college, that can go well over to two hours. But the 10 minute rule, if you're looking really concrete numbers, probably the best I could do. But again, right now, I would stress social, social, emotional well-being for your kids. You, you know, our brains are developed, you know, when you hit 25, that's when your brain finally is done developing. We might think we know what's going on in our kids' minds, but we don't. Um, I love the line in David Bowie's song, Changes, where he says, and these children that you spit on as you try to change their world, they're, they're, quite a, they're quite aware of what they're going through. And they know what they're going through. They know what they're missing. Uh, I just don't think that you, I would not pound them too hard on the academics if you don't have to. Yes, help them. Yes, encourage them to stay engaged intellectually. But I pay far more attention to their social, emotional well-being uh, because this is hard on them. Okay, that okay, and th and that's great. That leads me into my next question. In and, and this one came in. Should my should my I say students should my uh, um, 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 child? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, should I should I, should I take attendance? Should they be accountable for every day going to school? And again, that goes back, as I said, we're all in survival mode. And, and, you know, all the people that listen to you, Johnny, they're in different cities, different states, different districts, whatever. So there's different, you know, I'm sure routines and rules. What I can tell you from our standpoint, I, I take attendance once a week. Um, and all the students have to do if they, I email them, if I have any kind of contact with them, if I email them, if I see them on like a zoom meeting, if I see them, uh, turn in an assignment that I've given them, if I do have any connection to them whatsoever that entire week, then they're marked present for that week. It does not have to be an everyday thing. And that's how we're doing it in, in our district. Like I said, that's just one district. Other places might have different routines. Um, is that as far as that goes i would say that if you're if your child is you know they're mentally engaged with something and they're interacting with other human beings in some capacity whether it's with their own students in some type of zoom meeting or their teacher or whatnot then i'd say that's probably the best you can ask for right now uh if you're looking for a monday through to monday through friday absent tardy late whatever that's not really what's going on at least in my neck of the woods right now uh so that's probably the best I could give you for that one. So Brian, you know, for, for, for the people that are, that are watching right now, you are one of those, what I call cool teachers. You bring your guitar to school, you play guitar and, and you teach not, you don't teach the guitar. You teach lessons yeah. with music. Are you still doing that with She's, your students? Oh yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. See, 
the guitar's never far away. There's always there's one right here. Uh, you know what? You know what's amazing. I I I feel you know I'm trying to motivate my kids any way I can and let me let me give you a quick thing really fast. Their their last big learning experience for me is dealing with something from a phenomenal musical called Hamilton, and uh, Hamilton uh, they're doing an essay for because I teach English but they're also going to take one of the songs from the play and they're going to convert it into a speech format and then they're going to record themselves speaking it. Well, I kind of took my own advice. Uh, from my book in the chapter 10, it's called Reach for Greatness. And I'm like, I'm going to take this further. So I reached out and I contacted the lead actor in Hamilton who did 1,300 shows. And he was on his, he finished the entire Chicago run with about 1,300 shows. And he was on the 10th show in New York on Broadway when, you know, all the stuff hit the fan. And he came on to our Zoom today and talked to my kids, and my kids loved it because a lot of my kids traveled to Chicago to see the play, and they're like, "Oh my God, that's Hamilton!" So that kind of stuff helps them kind of forget some of the crap they're going through, if you know what I mean. Um, and just yeah. seeing how excited they were, you know, just going just a little bit extra, just something a little bit different, you know, get rid, stop worrying about the rote memory, this handout, that handout, and do something that music movement, anything that inspire their minds, their creativity and so forth. And whatever it might be, it, it could be a, a pack of Play-Doh for all I care. It doesn't matter. Just keep them mentally engaged. I love that. So this question came in and it has to be either another teacher or a parent. And this one's to you, Brian. It says, what okay. lessons have you learned about teaching your students remotely? What have you learned from all this, Brian? Uh, well, I told you earlier, less is more. Less is more. Uh, teachers know full well the amount of like learning strands that they're supposed to get to during a particular year. Um, that's gone out the window. I'm not concerned with those things at all. Like I said, I just want my kids mentally engaged. I'm not trying to teach them a brand new concept at all. I'm taking stuff that we've built all year long and then allowing them to do some creative activities uh, with writing, with speaking, uh, with acting, whatever the case might be, just to keep them active. Like I said, in my opinion, this is just me. I don't anyone else can have their own opinion. I think their social emotional well-being right now is far more important. So if they're doing something for me and they are finding some joy in it, then I'm good with it. But I can't stress less is more. Less is more. I love that. And, and you know, and, and, and you, when, when, when you're, when we were talking about the show and stuff like that, you were telling me that there's a lot of pivoting going on. Talk a little yeah. bit about that. I mean, because it kind of wraps up everything that we've just been talking about for 20 minutes. Well, you know, as well as I do, uh, and, and if you have one, please send it my way. But as far as I know, life doesn't have a playbook. Um, but like I said, if you have one, I want it. Um, nor does life play fair. Uh, so you're going to be forced to pivot or you're going to be forced to change direction. Life's going to throw all kinds of punches at you. Uh, you can either stand still and get throttled or you can move and get to uh, get a new sense of direction and move forward. The concept is you gotta constantly keep moving forward, period. If you're not moving, you're not, you're not contributing, you're not getting anything done, you're not moving forward with your life, 
you know, obviously it's going to pass you up, but uh, you lose your, your reason for being you, you know, so yes, things are kind of tough right now. Yes. It could be far better, but I will say it also could be a heck of a lot worse. Um, so th- sitting still is going to get you nowhere, you know, move to a different direction, our different direction with teaching. Yeah. We're online right now. We're remote learning. Uh, is it, is it the perfect scenario? No. Uh, but it's what has to be done now. And that old Taoism, even though no one wants to hear it right now, is it is what it is. There's not a whole lot any of us can do about it. You just need to make the best of the situation you got. You are the coolest teacher that I know. And I, and I, can't, I can't thank you enough. I love this last question. And that is, will teaching ever get back to the way it was at the beginning of the year, Brian? <laughs> well... You know, again, I'm not, I wish I was a fortune teller, but I'm not. Uh, Will it be the way we currently see it or remember it right now? Uh, Probably not, at least not for a while, quite a while. But again, I don't know. There's definitely going to be changes. Uh, What they are is anybody's guess. It could be staggered start times. It could be fewer children per class, which allows more distancing. It could be a combo platter of remote learning and face-to-face learning, like a group goes on Monday and Wednesday and another group goes on two other days. Um, It could be a a lot of things. The bottom line is, until we've reached what I've read, I think it's 70% herd immunity. That means 70% of our population has been infected with this thing, or there is a proven, viable, healthy vaccine, it's going to be different. It just is. Uh, so I would be ready for a combo of remote learning and face-to-face and be ready for smaller class sizes. Brian, it's never enough time when I hang out with you. Thank you so much, Brian Dalton, for hanging out with me. And maybe we'll do this again soon. Hey, everybody, I'm Johnny love- D, the Motivational Cowboy, telling all of you that you can follow me at, at, at MotivationalCowboy.com. You can follow me at Facebook at Motivational Cowboy. Twitter at MC Johnny D number four or Instagram at Motivational Cowboy. On behalf of all of us here from NRMStreamcast.com, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day.